from MIT Technology Review. I'm Laurel Ruma, and this is Business Lab, the show that helps business leaders make sense of new technologies coming out of the lab and into the marketplace. Our topic today is building a connected platform for the fourth industrial revolution, which, granted, is a concept that is still being refined in practice, but is undoubtedly here as data, artificial intelligence, network performance, and devices come together to better serve humans. Two words for you, next generation apps. My guest is Andrew Dugan, who is the chief technology officer for Lumen. He has more than 30 years of experience in the telecommunications industry, and unsurprisingly for his time as an engineer, more than 20 patents filed. This episode of Business Lab is produced in association with Lumen. Andrew, welcome to Business Lab. Thanks, Laurel. I'm very happy to be here. So launching a new company during a pandemic may not be the most ideal situation, but a great opportunity to rise to the occasion. How has the COVID-19 pandemic helped Lumen prepare for, perhaps unexpected, customer needs? Well, COVID has been difficult. It certainly had a terrible impact on the world. But one of the the positive parts of it is that I've been really pleasantly surprised at how our team has responded and how our customers have responded. And COVID gave us a really good opportunity to show how our infrastructure and our services are scalable by being able to turn up emergency bandwidth for our customers in uh, record time, surprisingly uh, quick. COVID has also had a measurable increase in our customers' understanding of how important digital capabilities are, because those organizations that uh, fared the best throughout COVID were ones that were prepared with their their digital transformation. And you know, we've watched how our customers' needs have changed throughout COVID. You know, early on, we did surveys and found. You know, the early concerns were around supply chain. Will I be able to get the things that I need to be able to continue to run my business? Will I be able to keep my employees safe? And we've seen a shift towards more of the the digital concerns. You know, is my new way of operating secure? Do I have the right cybersecurity measures in place? Um, Do I have the right type of network for my remote employees or maybe for my customers to be able to consume my services? And a lot of businesses are looking forward and saying, how do I create new forms of revenue in this COVID world? And so they're looking at technology to help them with that. And we're finding that the services that we have available at Lumen can really help them with that that need. So it's been a, a difficult time, but also one that's exciting from a technology perspective. It has that, hasn't it? We interviewed the CIO at Boston Children's Hospital, and he said that in the early days of COVID, telehealth visits skyrocketed from 20 visits a day to 2,000. Obviously, there's been a bit of a decrease as patients return to in-person visits, but clearly this is a huge disruption to the way that things were done. What opportunities during this time of great and global disruption do you think could be actually accelerated? Um, As I mentioned, I think businesses have really recognized the the power of digital capabilities in today's world. And I think COVID has helped accelerate a lot of businesses in that digital transformation. The longer term cultural changes 
that I think will result here. Those usually take um, generations to occur. And, and when you're forced into uh, an environment like COVID has put us into, it can help accelerate uh, some of those changes, you know, whether it's more work from home, the way that you know, healthcare is provided through more virtual and online services, the way that people market and sell their services, you know, uh, who would have thought that, you know, the number of home sales or cars that were sold through virtual visits would be a normal way of doing things. You know, also the way that people interact, you know, from my own personal experience, I've done more social interaction through game nights online. Um, I even did an online wine tasting myself with my family. And it was quite fun. So I think we will see continued evolution of products and services, new revenue streams for companies as they embrace the possibilities of what uh, technology can bring to them. Do you have any examples of what you're hearing from your customers? Just kind of those, oh, we didn't know we could do X, but now we can and maybe it'll work out. You know, just those kind of offhanded conversations that sometimes you have. Well, I, I think a lot of our customers were surprised at how quickly they were able to transform to a remote work environment. You know, so they were able to move the majority of their workforces home with little or no disruption to their business. We certainly found that in our business. So I think that was one thing that was um, surprising for, for our customers. The usefulness of online learning, I'm not sure that... Many people before this would have expected that we could support this level of online learning or online healthcare. So I think those sorts of things, many people did find surprising at, at how quickly and how ready the technology was to support them. Yeah, to, to be able to do that, whether it's education or telehealth, um, a complex and fast edge network needs to be built in most places, right? And expanded in others. So when you think of these kind of complexities, how do companies best handle their plans for not just the edge, but also growing data infrastructure that's needed to support all of these services? Yeah, you know, one of the, the key things for uh, that we see with the fourth industrial revolution is that enterprises are making taking advantage of the data that's available out there. There's a lot more data being generated um, through things like IoT, um, smart devices. And the way that enterprises, I think, get to take advantage of those is they're going to have to do a couple things. One is change the way that they address hiring. You, you need a new skill set. You need data scientists. Your world is going to be more driven by software. You know, you're going to have to take advantage of new technologies. You know, Edge compute um, is one of those that's emerging and becoming more available. And they're going to have to learn how to how to build that into their applications and their processes. Um, and they're going to have to look at, at how the data can make them more efficient, what sort of new revenue streams they can create. So those are going to be challenges that they may not have faced before. They may not have had to learn how to use AI and machine learning tools. But I think that those will become more critical as the fourth industrial revolution develops for enterprises to be successful. And that's one of those things where if... The old saying is true that every company is a technology company. Then the technology demands of today have advanced pretty greatly, pretty quickly, especially in the face of COVID, but just 
really in general, as devices get smaller and faster and edge compute becomes more real. Yeah. I think that statement is really true, that every company is a technology company. I've got a, a family member that owns hair salon business, and you wouldn't think that that's a technology company, but how you interact with your customers really is. You need to have um, a digital presence. You need to have digital tools. Um, that may, may be less data-driven, but over time will become more data-driven. So I think you're absolutely right that uh, almost all businesses are becoming technology businesses to some extent. Yeah, and especially with AI and ML, as you mentioned, machine learning. You know, you add this all together, edge compute, AI, better devices, faster devices. So the World Economic Forum says the fourth industrial revolution isn't just accelerating, but exponentially advancing technological breakthroughs. How specifically does Lumen or do you define the fourth industrial revolution? We see the fourth industrial revolution really transforming daily life, um, not just people's personal life, but organizations, as we talked about, enterprises are becoming technology companies. And it's really driven by that availability and ubiquity of those smart devices. Those smart devices are generating data and enterprises and businesses, their, their ability to be successful is really being driven by their ability to acquire, analyze, and act on the data coming from those smart devices to be able to improve their products and services, improve their, their outcomes as a business and differentiate themselves from competitors. And for us at Lumen, it's about how do we enable those businesses to use that data um, and build, help them build the organizational competencies and provide them the infrastructure, whether that's network, edge compute, data analytics tools, to help them implement insights using software to improve their business. So thinking about that acquire, analyze, act on the data, what are some of those challenges that enterprise have with data and processing it? One of the biggest challenges as this transformation occurs and as it's centered around that data, it really does come back to that skill set. If your business is being driven by the data, you have to have the people that are able to understand that data and extract value from it. And that's data science. And more businesses are going to require data scientists, that skill set to be able to acquire, analyze, and figure out how to act on that data. You know, that's going to be driven by software. So I think there will be an increasing need for those software skill sets. Those are certainly challenges that they're going to face. They're also going to face technology challenges. You know, how do you deal with the new architectures that are going to be required, whether that's edge compute or more the AI machine learning technologies to be able to deal with all of that data and extract that value? And then how does that affect their processes? Um, a lot of times they're processes today aren't built around data. Those processes can be too slow. Data provides them a real opportunity to improve that efficiency, improve the speed, give them more of an ability to make real-time decisions as they automate the analysis of that data. So having skills for things like robotic process automation um, across the organization to help take advantage of that, I think are going to be important too. So improving their people skill set how they take advantage of technology and how that affects their process are, are all going to be challenges that they have to deal with. 
That's a excellent point. It's not just one thing, is it? Um, you really do have to improve the entire system down the line. And the focus on some companies may be hiring and then on some other companies may be those apps and uh, solutions and deployment because they have the infrastructure already built. As we know, the data has come out and the companies that have done better during this time are ones that have already started or are in process with their digital transformation. So what specifically are some of those characteristics you can see forward-looking companies or you know, companies who have started their digital transformation or, or in the process of it? What kind of technologies and, and thinking are they are they using and deploying? Yeah, I think that varies by industry. We we talk to a lot of larger enterprises, people who are building smart factories, as an example, and they're dealing with how do they make better use of robotics? How do they build that infrastructure? How do they run that infrastructure? How do they make it more secure? We see other enterprises out there that are looking to collect information about how their services are used, uh, what their customers want to do with it, and collecting that data and trying to figure out how to use AI and machine learning to better predict uh, what their customers will need. So it, it really varies by industry, but it's it's the software tool sets that are out there to help them solve their business problems through data, but also the infrastructure that they're going to need to be able to run things like smart factories with, you know, robots that are connected through wireless technologies, feeding data back through sensors um, to their applications, which may not be located on site. Um, how do you run and operate those applications? How do you connect it all together and make it work seamlessly? Those are some of the things we're seeing. And it, it's a very complex issue for sure. So speaking of robots, um, you know, there's always this discussion about automation and the work that robots can do instead of people, specifically those tedious tasks, quote unquote, that allow humans to do more creative work. What kind of opportunities do you see with robotics and automation? Oh, I see quite a bit. That's a way for businesses to become more efficient, um, produce a better quality product, um, have a safer environment. You know, going back to that that smart factory example, uh, we're talking with customers who who are trying to figure out how do they take advantage of the advancements in robotics, and how do they build out the infrastructure. One of the things that we found is that customers need help with deploying and managing those applications. They need help with the connectivity of those robots to the network. They need to ensure that the infrastructure that's supporting them can support the real-time processing that's so important in these robotics applications. Um, And looking for somebody who can help them design these solutions end-to-end from their enterprise locations where the factory is, through the edge, to the centralized cloud, um, is something that um, we're in a good position to help them with and has been a uh, more recurring conversation as those enterprises try to figure out how to take advantage of the automation that robotics provides. Yeah, speaking of that kind of competitive advantage, where are you seeing it? Yes, smart factories and those edge devices. Are there any unexpected places that you're starting to kind of see that advantage come through? 
Yes, there are. There's some things that I think are are less obvious. You know, one of our customers is a uh, a retail food chain, and you wouldn't think that these technologies and the applications, the processing of data, would be as important as it is. You know, when you drive up to a, a restaurant and you want to go through the drive-through and get something, and you see, you know, the line wrapping around the building. There's certain restaurants where you look at that and you say, oh, that line's going to take me too long. But there are other restaurants where you look at it and you say, yeah, that line does wrap around the building. But I know from my experience that I can get through that line in just a few minutes. The fact that those restaurants run an efficient line like that, it's, it's not by accident. It's not by necessarily just hard work of the employees, although they do work hard. It's because the applications that they're using have created a more efficient operation, whether that's automation of the food preparation inside, how they collect the orders from customers, how they process the orders, the process that it allows them to operate as a business. So it it is affecting every parts of the business, even those that you wouldn't think are highly dependent upon data, highly dependent upon applications, like a retail food uh, establishment, their business success is becoming increasingly more dependent on the things that are enabled by the fourth industrial revolution. It's really interesting because when you think about that, just that one example, there's so many edges there, right? So, and that doesn't even go into supply chain and um, efficiency across the entire retail chain across a certain geographic area. When we think about this kind of real time response rate, yes, we have this uh, example in a retail food chain, but why is it so important? Why is real-time processing that key component to the fourth industrial revolution? I, I think there's a couple reasons why. One is that the lifetime of data in, in many cases has a very short useful life. And whether it's that robotics example or other examples like smart energy grids, you've got sensors out there. Those sensors are collecting information. The applications that are being written to react to those sensors are being written for real-time response. You know, whether it's in going back to the robotics example, you know, when a robot senses something and sends that sensor data back to the application, which may be on site, it may be in some edge compute location, the speed at which that data can be collected, transported to the application, analyzed and a response generated directly affects the speed at which that device can operate. And so the ability to manage that data, process that data in real time is critical for those types of applications. When you're controlling something like an energy grid, similar thing, you wanna be able to detect something and react to it in near real time. Other examples of you know, safety examples where you've got video processing, um, managing the movement of something around a campus, the ability to see something in the camera, sense it, detect it, react to it um, is critical for safety. So we're seeing a lot of applications that their dependency on fast processing of data um, is becoming very important to them. Another reason for real time is you know, the amount of data being generated out there is just huge. 
And that data is moving quickly and you don't have necessarily or the business seat to store it over a long period of time. And as that data is coming in, you want to be able to process it as quickly as you can, extract whatever value you can out of it, and then uh, dispose of that data. And so you don't want to get behind in that processing and the ability to handle it in real time is also important. Yeah, kind of focusing on that sense, detect and react, um, that of course has a lot to do with the security as well. So the attack surface of what enterprises are looking at now is growing, right? So it's every device, every network connection, every point. How is security tackled and how is this a priority for businesses? Yeah, this is a really interesting problem, I think. Years ago, an enterprise would build a private network and they would protect it largely with perimeter-based security. You make sure that data or people getting into that network are the people and, and data that you want there. And you could protect a lot using a perimeter model like that. As applications distribute, as they become available on the public internet, that perimeter-based security is not the only thing that you can rely on. You have to think about security at every layer. You know, and the layers that I think you have to worry about today is your network, um, one, operating system, application security, and your data security. From a network perspective, you want to ensure that you're operating on a network that is inherently secure. One of the things that we do at Lumen to help with that is we have a, a group that we call Black Lotus Labs. It's a research group inside the company. And their job is to analyze data available um, through the internet, through analyzing internet traffic patterns and detecting malicious actors out there and then build that protection into our networking and enterprise security products. By doing that, we can make the network inherently more secure at the operating system level and application level, you need to make sure that you're continually patching, that you're understanding what exposures might exist in that operating system that's running your applications and the applications themselves and ensuring that you're continuing to close any gaps that are found. And as data becomes more available, as we're extracting more and more valuable information about um, our customers and users using that data analytics, you know, data privacy um, and security are becoming even more important. And so use of data encryption where appropriate, ensuring that you have the right data security and controls in place um, is also critically important. So yeah, we've changed quite a bit from a perimeter model to one where you need to think about it at every layer of the network and layer of your application. And that makes sense as everything comes much more integrated. And like you said, the data at every layer demands that sort of response. So when I'm thinking about customers, you know, that's a broad category. In Lumen, obviously, is a bit behind the scenes to their customers' customers, but still very important. You need to care about how everyone is using the network devices and how do you kind of instill that curiosity into your organization where you, know, you look out and you, you are responsible for the experiences of many different people and many different applications. And, and it's kind of hard to, I guess, sometimes square what a smart factory does with a food retail outlet. But at the same time, you're still reliably 
giving them that network connectivity securely, quickly to allow them to do what they need to do. Well, I, I think you hit on it there. You know, even though it's our customers' customers that have a, a lot of the experience that, that we're trying to drive, we really do have a direct effect on that. As you outlined, it's the network experience. We provide a lot of the underlying infrastructure and the performance of our network directly affects those end customers' experience. So that that's really important. How secure we make our network, how secure we make our infrastructure also directly affects um, those end customers. So we try to instill in our employees, in our products and services, that recognition that we are here to create a great customer experience for our customers and indirectly um, to their customers. And I, and I think we do a good job of that. I think everybody recognizes how critical the services are that we perform um, and provide and that our, our customers rely on us. Absolutely. So one last question. As an engineer yourself, I mean, we've touched on so many different aspects and we could easily talked for days about certain parts of this conversation, especially security. Uh, but what are you most excited about or curious and, and like what gets you just really happy <laughs> to, to read the news, to get going, to do the hard work that really helps companies do those amazing things? Well, you know, I, I get excited about technology being an engineer. Um, there's so much that we can help our customers do to improve, you know, their businesses, but improve society overall. Um, I, I look at that technology um, as being a real tool that we can we can make available to our customers to make things better. And it's really fun for me to be involved in the development of the technologies that empower them to take advantage of this fourth industrial revolution. One of the ones that gets me up on a daily basis uh, recently is the developments around edge and edge compute and supporting these applications that are becoming more performance um, sensitive. How do we build and manage the infrastructure that lets those applications operate with a high degree of performance so that they can provide that real-time feedback to our customers and real-time improvement so it's it's pretty exciting that the edge compute part of what we're building is relatively new. The conversation's been around in the industry for a couple of years, but it's now becoming real, and we're moving from that that hype stage into reality and making it available for our customers. and And that's exciting when you see something become real like this. It is. It is. Anything to get away from the hype and into the reality. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today and what has been just a fantastic conversation on the Business Lab. Yeah, thank you. Very much enjoyed it. That was Andrew Dugan, who is the Chief Technology Officer for Lumen, who I spoke with from Cambridge, Massachusetts, the home of MIT and MIT Technology Review, overlooking the Charles River. That's it for this episode of Business Lab. I'm your host, Laurel Ruma. I'm the Director of Insights, the Custom Publishing Division of MIT Technology Review. We were founded in 1899 at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and you can find us in print, on the web, and at dozens of events each year around the world. 
For more information about us and the show, please check out our website at technologyreview.com. This show is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll take a moment to rate and review us. Business Lab is a production of MIT Technology Review. This episode was produced by Collective Next. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.